0: Hey there everyone, it's Joe from Ainsley's Gold Silver Standard Insights brought to you by goldsilverstandard.com and ainsleybullion.com.au. Today's topic is second largest decrease in US job openings this decade pleases the Fed. That's posted on the Ainsley website. I'll put a link below for you to follow along. And of course, we have Chris Tipper here to break down the morning's news. And joining Chris today is the author of this morning's news and regular Ainsley team member, Barranco. So gentlemen, over to you.
1: Thanks, Joe. Yesterday on Insights, we talked through the most recent decision by the Reserve Bank of Australia and the key question of whether the RBA is making the right move, being amongst the first to slow the magnitude of rate rises into a likely recession. The lower increase was probably necessary with the record debt we hold, as we discussed yesterday. The risk, however, is that if Australia falls behind other central banks, especially the US Fed, then we can be heavily punished by the markets and could suffer from even higher inflation, leading to a backflip and even bigger rate rises ahead. So with that in mind, it becomes important to look to the US to see what their next move is most likely to be. This is what Branko has been doing over the last few days, um, and his work on the news today focuses in on the big drop in US job openings as a potential leading indicator for what is most likely to happen next there. So welcome, Branko, and thanks for your work on this topic today. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. So let's let's jump straight in with what you were looking at. First of all, what um, impact does unemployment have on the Fed decision-making process, and obviously by extension the broader financial markets? So what did you sort of find that um, we can we can sort of expect the Fed is thinking with regard to this latest um, employment number print?
2: Yeah. So I think um, to kind of lay the groundwork for this discussion. Uh, when the unemployment goes up, right, in this case, it means that the Fed, that their monetary policy has been working. Yep. And so the more it goes up, the more likely they might be to slow down these rate rises. Now, if it stays the same, they could have more leeway to increase them at a faster rate. And interesting note is like the RBA the other day, there was an expectation of a 0.5% increase and we only saw 0.25. And then we also saw the unemployment rate go up and the job openings, um, job opening increase go down in the US. So that kind of, the RBA's move coincides with this narrative of higher unemployment, you know, the less they will kind of um, raise interest rates over time.
1: Yeah, and we we definitely did see that. I mean, we've seen that in the commentary because um, we've seen a lot of commentary come out saying, is the RBA really an, an indicator? Of what other banks will do because of exactly that happening, that maybe they're making the right move there. So that's certainly something to consider. But I suppose that's all going to be data dependent. So that leads to the question of whether that drop-in job openings really is the second worst this decade. Um, like, is there more detail around that? Because like it doesn't
2: it, it seems like that's a, a massive
1: um number, like a number, massive drop. Do we need to look into that a little bit deeper?
2: Yeah, so I think it's a good point. Um, the raw number is quite high. Like I said, the second largest this decade, outside of um, COVID in twenty twenty, when everyone was freaking out about the lockdowns. So really, it's other than that, the largest. But the raw number is a bit misleading because even after that increase, the the, the decrease, we're still at levels that were at record highs in twenty twenty one. So.
1: Yeah. So it's coming
2: from a very high, high number to begin with. Yeah, correct. So the the base is quite high. So right now, it doesn't really mean much in terms of like where the economy is pain wise. Right. Mm -hmm. But maybe it could be a lead in for what's going to happen in the future if this trend continues.
1: Right. So talking about that trend continuing then what what does that look like do are are we at the start of something here i suppose is what i would like to know so is this the start of the unemployment rate really potentially spiraling out of control do we start to see uh print after print of more people losing their jobs is is that something we
2: can expect i think this is a very interesting question because the issue with these rate rises is often they're a lagging indicator so the impact of these rate rises isn't really felt for you know six to nine months so this we've we've seen the other day that's a result of an interest rate rise in january or february mm, right. so the kind of fear is you know what if we see this continuation of um lack of lack of job openings over the next you know five six seven month period where will unemployment be so
0: um
2: luckily we are starting at a high base so you know i don't think it's necessarily going to spiral out of control however i do think that there is some damage that isn't really priced in yet that people you know the labor market is changing now it's not kind of what it was a few months ago when it was like very rosy
1: sure and and that's something i suppose um that i, I really like that point you made that it's that lag of you're saying six to nine months that is quite important because if you think back six or nine months ago it was quite a different conversation that we were having so I imagine it will be quite a different conversation in six to month, yeah. nine months time from now, um, and some of these moves are quite aggressive. So you go, well, will we be looking at the aggressive response in in that regard in in that time frame as well? Yeah. Um, I, I also just wanted to question something else on that. We we look at non farm payrolls because that's the that's the one coming up um, on Friday night our time. Yeah but there's also the, the adp report what what is the difference there because i think people get a bit i know i do a little bit get a bit confused between what they're talking about because we tend to think of unemployment as just one thing but it's not really is it
2: yes there's a few different indicators so the u.s job openings report was on tuesday and then you got this adp report that came out last night yeah, our time and then you got non-farm that comes out on friday night our time so right often like the history has been that the adp and the non-farm aren't really that correlated and one of the big reasons for that is that the adp is made up of a lot less small businesses so the news that came out last night was the expectation was 200 000 job openings but it came in at 208 so um, the market responded with like equities kind of selling off and most things selling off with mm-hmm. the idea that the monetary tightening policy hasn't really worked as much because you've got more job openings. But the kind of key difference there, and the reason this means that we can't really predict non-farm based on ADP is because that the ADP report, yeah, like I said, so 40% small businesses was made up. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Uh, 40% of all businesses in that ADP survey are small, less than 20% of employees. But in the US as a whole, it's 89. So it's not a full reflection of uh, like the business economy, The actual economy, condition, right? yeah. And, and a, an example, a good example of that would be coming out of the lockdowns, big businesses were a lot quicker to rehire, right? Which makes sense. Yes. And that's why we saw ADP have much more job openings relative to non-farm. And that might not be the case this time around.
1: So thank you for that explanation because that does clarify a little bit for me because i know often we look for these things um we've identified they're lagging right lagging indicators yeah. but often we look to those numbers for um a response from the share market and we we will get that i have no doubt on friday night when the non-farm yeah. payrolls number comes out there'll be a bit of volatility there but you can see why there's volatility when you've got um, different reports actually looking at quite different subsets of the um employment market so yeah that that actually does make a bit of sense so I suppose sort of to wrap that up then what what's your expectation for Friday night what what do you think we get with this non-farm payrolls number
2: coming up difficult to say I do think that um, you know, over time like I said the ADP and non-farm have been uncorrelated however the past five years it's gone from like a weak correlation to a weaker moderate so there might be some predictability starting to come in that hasn't been fully fleshed out yet I do think just because we increase in the ADP, we might not see an increase in the non farm. Non farm is expected for 250,000. Um, so, you know, I would say whatever the difference is between those two predictions, you know, the big reason for that is going to be what are the small businesses doing? That's going to be more reflected in the non farm, which I think is a much better indicator of economic health because you know small businesses are kind of the groundwork of the economy and that represents most businesses in the U.S. and the West
1: yep and I I think it's it's one probably going to be one of those situations where like like you've highlighted throughout bad news is good news for the um, markets because they're going to respond going oh well we're coming to the end of this rate rising and good news is bad news because any indication that jobs are holding up um yeah. we'll I'm, probably see another another sell-off as we go well the rate rising
2: that there's there's a reason there they can continue raising rates I'm, I'm glad you brought up that point that's a very confusing thing to get your head around right usually we think oh like unemployment going up is bad like you know you know mm-hmm. what I mean but um in, in in this instance it's actually good because it means the Fed is less likely to continue ra- raising rates so it's quite a yeah so
1: we're topsy-turvy land for a bit yeah. for a bit longer yet yeah. <laughs> well thank you so much for that analysis and and insight I've learned a few things there today and then really appreciate that so thanks Branko
2: thanks for having me on look forward to next time see you then See ya.
0: Well, it's always great to have you on, Branko. Thanks for joining us. And Chris, I'll see you on the next one. And for the audience, head over to discord.gg forward slash gold. That's where you can continue the conversation with Chris and Branko for the next one or two hours after the upload of this video. It's the perfect way to ask your questions, get some response in return, and of course, give us your feedback. We really want to hear from you. I, of course, want you to like, share, and subscribe this video. So head over to youtube.com slash Ainsley Bullion to hit the big red subscribe button for the wide, range of informational videos posted five days a week and of course while you're there on the internet head over to goldsilverstandard.com that's bringing gold and silver into the digital world as we say at the end balance your wealth in an unbalanced world take care we'll see you next time